It's April 12, 2023. Grab your paper, grab your pen. It's time for the run sheet. I am at Joel Pearl. We've got wrestling news. We got wrestling TV chatter. And I have National Grilled Cheese Day enthusiast, LJ. <laughs> yeah. Hi. You know what's funny is like I'm like back home, like notorious, is notorious, inf- not infamous, but I guess notoriously known to be like a grilled cheese lover. So I've had literally three people tag me in posts on Facebook that say, it's National Grilled Cheese Day because they know. Let's get <laughs> right down to it. Hold that's on. like okay. literally all I would eat in college, and like right even <laughs> right down to this because it's it's your your food takes are legendary. What is Ella's grilled cheese recipe? Um, I I've you know normally I've been really loving there's well I won't say the place but there's this local place that makes really good grilled cheese on like Texas toast. I don't know what what makes it different, but the Texas toast bread is really good. And then just like either cheddar, cheddar or American cheese, like is good. Just just the classic staples. But I do, I don't know if it, I don't think it really counts as a grilled cheese. But there's a thing called a a pesto panini that has cheese in it too, and it's so good. It just has pesto in it. It's so good. I honestly did not expect <sighs> you to say pesto. It's so and- good. Oh. Yeah, that, that's wild because you're you're very like traditional bare bones when it comes to like your pizza, for example. Yeah, and your sandwich toppings. Like, no, th- this is this is good. This that's is like kind of more like a, a a spread kind of though. It's it's so good. It is. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's more just not typically associated. I know. With I know. <laughs> I like it. I appreciate that. Uh, and and yeah, for cheese, I'm I'm a big Swiss cheese fan. I like, I like Swiss. Swiss. Yeah. <clears throat> the only cheese I really won't eat is uh, pepper jack because I don't do spicy, but I'll pretty much eat any other cheese. I would love to make you a Mexican grilled cheese sometime, but I feel like you will not appreciate it. What makes it Mexican? Does it have spice in it? No, you put okay. cream cheese, shredded. Well, you can do any shredded kind of cheese. Usually you can do a pepper jack, but I know you don't like it. So something yeah. less like that, but like a mozzarella even. You grab uh, some salsa, you grab some black beans, some avocado. <sighs> And it's a sandwich. And you, you lost me at black beans. No, it's so good. You haven't tried. You haven't lived until you tried it. I can't. Do, I, I can't do any beans. I kind of well, jelly beans are okay, but that's about it. All right. Well, speaking of jelly beans, let's get right into wrestling news. <laughs> I love that transition. Of course, I want to start with the big, big story. CM Punk wants to return to AEW. Fightful Select broke the news earlier today, Thursday as it is, saying that uh, kind of unsurprisingly for those who've been following the story, Punk wants back in. He's reading books, getting excited, wants to come back to work. And what do we think, Ella J? Because, uh, you know, obviously with FTR re-signing with AEW, they're certainly pushing for their friend CM Punk to come back to the races. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not surprising because I know like there's obviously there's been so many reports and rumors. I know that there was reports that uh, AEW and Punk were negotiating his return like months and months ago. And Punk obviously wanted to come back, but AEW was having some hesitation amidst those negotiations, it looked like. So, you know, they've been kind of at a standstill, literally like nothing happening, it seems. But um, I'm not surprised that CM Punk wants back. And, you know, it's been a huge part of his life for what 20 years now you know he obviously had that little bit of a a break where he went into other sports that didn't work out so well um but i feel like he the wrestling bug is is just always going to be in him as it is for a lot of people which is why a lot of people don't retire they just get that wrestling itch football superstar cm punk (laughs) xfl linebacker no my god (laughs) uh yeah this is again welcome news not terribly shocking news at the same time you have aew's all in that is going to be at wembley stadium they just announced that last wednesday you and i sat here speculating on what it could be and i remember you saying it's either going to be the uk or japan and turns out it's uk Mm -hmm. uh, and a massive stadium to fill cm punk is someone who might be a, a good addition to a show like that and with the week going before all out in chicago at united center Again, CM Punk is probably the right guy to have on your roster around that time. <laughs> uh, you know, one thing's for sure, whichever way he goes, CM Punk is going to get views, whether it's because people want to see what he's going to do, see the drama unfold, see how people are going to react. He's going to elicit reactions. That's definitely for sure. 
Well, hey, speaking of the drama, you know, in that report, they do talk <laughs> about the idea of CM Punk working with uh, the elite with Kenny Omega. Imagine. And oh, with my whom, God. Of course, this all started when everything blew up at Brawl Out uh, about a year ago. Yeah, Kenny and the Bucks, as of a few months ago, didn't seem too keen on doing that for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. as reported by Fightful Select. Uh, things could change. You never know. But that being said, you know, there's plenty of money on the table if CM Punk comes back and wants to work with the elites. I mean, that itself is just a soap opera waiting to be written. Uh, I believe the Bucks had been kind of entertaining that when they came back. Didn't they make some CM Punk reference to it, I believe, or something about Kenny Omega being bitten? I think one of the the Jacksons was talking about. Well, they've um, plenty yeah. of in the last six months. Yeah, so, I mean, they've kind of teased it. That would, I mean, we've seen real life transcend. Uh, we've seen real life transcend on screen before. So I wouldn't be shocked, but I, I don't feel confident that that would actually happen. <laughs> if... Dax Harwood gets his wish and it's yeah. CMFTR versus the elite at all in in Wembley. To me, I would do that match as the six man at all in. And then a week later at all out, have it be the bucks versus FTR for the AEW tag titles. Mm. And then have either Kenny or CM Punk hold the AEW world heavyweight championship going into all out oh in God. a title match between those two. Oh my God. And that way you're having a really big preview match mm-hmm. in a six man tag that leads into a very mm-hmm. impressive and very fun pay-per-view double main events. It's true. I just hope at the end of that though, that Kenny Omega gets the world title again, because that his reign was uh, not, not punk, not Omega's, but punk's reigns were just tainted <laughs> or <That's> cursed. <laughs> That's fair. Well, someone who's not cursed is Billy Starks. She was on Battle of the Belts this past Friday night in a losing effort to Jade Cargo, the TBS champion. However, Tony Schiavone on his podcast, What Happened When, mentioned that uh, Billy Starks has just signed with AEW, has yet to receive the traditional All Elite graphic, but it seems to be in the ether that Mm -hmm. Billy is uh, signed AEW Town. How are we feeling about this? To be fair, it literally took like a year because Sky Blue had been reported to be signed like literally a year ago but it didn't just she didn't get the official graphic until over the weekend by tony khan so it took her a while to get the official graphic i'm sure there's tons of people that are signed that haven't actually i know that there's a few people that have signed but have not gotten the official all elite graphic yet and it's been a while um but if if it's true obviously it seems to be uh billy is a, a lovely addition uh, she is just so beyond her years, like light lightning beyond her years right now. And only 18 years old. And it's crazy to think that all that she's done and she has, I've said it before, but it's really scary to think she hasn't even reached her peak yet. She's just that good. And so I'm excited to see what else she can do now that she she's of the age where she can be uh, elicited those grander opportunities on television and work in more states and just she's been to Japan. She's making her UK debut in a few weeks. It's just it's a good time for Billy Starks. Not only that, like you said, she's got a great head on her shoulders and a wonderful support system. We've talked about her on this show before, and we've explained uh, to, to maybe listeners who don't know much about Billy's work that she is very much uh, anticipating and inclined to go to school once she's graduated yeah. high school. She wants to pursue her uh, her post-secondary degree. And I think mm-hmm. that is perfect. And if you have an AEW contract, you're more afforded that opportunity compared to, say, NXT, where you're expected to be at the PC daily. You're expected to be, you know, a part of things, mm-hmm. uh, a very busy, busy WWE schedule. So I think an AEW schedule for Billy Starks might give her the opportunity to both be a student and wrestle when she's available. Yeah, I know she's planning to do an online two-year degree. I believe she told me it was business and marketing it was. Um, so that's just kind of a backup for her. You know, business, there's obviously the business aspect of wrestling is, I don't whether she decides to do wrestling or not for the business sake is, you know, up to her. But it's definitely good to have that that plan B, as they said. And like, like you said, she has a great head on her shoulders, a great support system. And I think it just, universally, universally we're all rooting for Billy Starks. Well, you're talking about the business of wrestling. Uh, <laughs> not always does the business of wrestling turn out great. Yeah. Because Dark Side of the Ring's coming back, Ella J. Season 4 will mm-hmm. debut Tuesday, May 30th, 10 p.m. Eastern on Vice. Variety had the scoop. I actually had the scoop first, and I'm very upset that I didn't tell 
people, mm. but here we are. I know. It was in the middle of like all the crazy WrestleMania news, but um. that's not important because they're filming in Toronto. They do a lot of their filming in Toronto. So uh, I, w- I was tipped off as to this was going on. Anyway, I'm excited. There's a lot of, uh, of, very interesting topics if you want to go over those for the upcoming season of dark side oh, of the lord gosh one of these in particular is going to be an absolute train wreck to see um but you know it, it makes for you know it, it's it's entertainment but it's also kind of sad that hence dark side of the ring um they said they gave a reveal of kind of four of the episodes that are going to be covered obviously you know uh, they said a focused look on the troubled life of marty Janetti, sean michaels's former tag team partner and if you've seen even some of Janetti's uh recent facebook posts in years even some of that is going to be interesting to see what they cover. Um, and then they talked about wrestling's most unhinged monster. Abdullah the Butcher has actually been on a few episodes of Dark Side of the Ring. Is kind of like a witness or a narrator too as well. Um, yeah, and then they're going to be talking about the car accident that unfortunately derailed the career of the future world heavyweight champion Magnum TA. And the one that I think... Uh, is probably going to be the biggest train wreck um, <laughs> is the story of Chris Candido and Sonny. <laughs> oh, buddy. You think they're going to get Sonny for this one? You think she'll be uh, talking from, from a jail cell? Maybe. Oh, that's a good point. Hey, you know what? Sometimes uh, so- some institutions will allow some in. Uh, True. In- I mean, we have seen um, Joe. What's his name? Uh, oh, my God. Joe Exotic. Yeah, Joe Exotic. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. We well didn't they he covered they covered him from his jail cell, I believe, right? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. yeah. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. It's, not, it's not out of the ordinary. It's crazy. But. And it is gonna be narrated by Chris Jericho, season four. Yeah. Uh there's there's so much. These these shows are always wildly entertaining and yeah. often very informative. Uh the yeah. two uh the two producers, uh Sorry, Evan Hus, Evan Husney and Jason Eisner. They put a lot of mm-hmm. work into these. They're fans. They know what they're talking about. They have the the greatest research team around, yeah. uh, and and these are going to be good. And and this is one of the first seasons I'm seeing where everybody here is alive, except for Chris Candido. But like everyone associated yeah. with the story mm-hmm. is uh, is alive in one way, shape, or form. So I don't know. What do you think? Is Dark Side of the Ring starting to maybe lose? Um, the older stories that they can tell or how do you feel about this change in direction for dark side? Um, I think it's good to kind of mix some things up and plus they can get firsthand perspectives on a lot of the stuff. Um, you know, I feel like the story, especially in the case of Magnum TA would be best told by Magnum TA who experienced it himself. You know, I feel like it's getting, obviously, you know, some people might not want like some things, turned out so maybe they might uh what's it called withhold some information but especially in the case of like magnum ta i think getting the first-hand experience is the best route to go um and then obviously getting the surrounding perspectives of those closest to the people the the focal point is good to kind of bring the story and supportive evidence together well let's bring some supportive evidence together because logan paul is back <laughs> supportive evidence oh yeah <laughs> well we need some supportive evidence because that photo ella that photo has I gone literally around. didn't even realize until sean pointed it out <laughs> so for those who are listening to us because that's the only way that we release this this podcast uh yeah so logan call logan paul renewed his contract with wwe signed a new deal and uh with it came a photo of <laughs> very familiar photo one in which this time the man is wearing a yellow maverick jacket that's yes. his brand holding the wwe folio with his contract presumably inside and he gets the pointing picture from triple h <laughs> and he's got a wwe splash you know tile logo behind him as mm-hmm. if he's in a wwe office and then someone realized, wait a minute, the first time he signed, Triple H was wearing the exact same attire, <laughs> pointing the exact same way. Logan Paul was smiling the exact same yeah. way, wearing a blue jacket. And uh, Stephanie McMahon was originally in the photo, but of course, this time she is <clears throat> not there. Same background. And uh, the most damning piece of evidence, <laughs> the prime energy drink that literally said blue, still said blue raspberry, but it was colored yellow. Well, it's obviously blue, yellow, raspberry. 
Oh, is that a new fruit you just discovered, Joel? Yes. I, I have you wow. heard of yumberry? Hmm. Did you know that yumberry is actually also a, a fruit? It's a Chinese fruit. It exists. So the yellow mm-hmm. raspberry could exist. There's also the miracle berry, too. That's true. There's also one that like numbs your tongue or like makes it completely oblivious to uh, taste. That's that's the miracle berry. Is that the miracle berry? You can't find those anywhere. <laughs> it's not in Canada. I've tried. Oh, really? Yeah, I've, I've wanted to try things with it. Mm. Anyway, Logan Paul resigns. He's 28 years old, just turned 28 at WrestleMania mm-hmm. this past year in a losing effort mm-hmm. to Seth Rollins. Why you say it like that? Well, he lost. But it's the way you said it. A losing effort. Damn. Maybe if he had won, I'd say in a winning effort. True, but true. he didn't. He lost. It's a losing effort. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what uh, what do we think? How do we feel? Um, You know, personal life aside, this was the right move to re-sign him. I know a lot of people aren't fond of him personally. I, I'm on that bandwagon there, but I also think that he makes a, a great addition to the roster. Again, I don't know. I assume that it's going to be like a multi uh, certain number of matches per year because of his schedule. WWE is very aware of his outside obligations and projects. I assume it'd be similar to the one he kind of had where he'll show up every few months or something. Um, But I think it'd be cool if he had like a a more expansive ongoing program or a long-term program. I think that he would be capable of that. And I'm excited to see now that he's officially re-signed who, who is he going to step up to next? Obviously he has that, uh, heat with Seth Rollins. Um, I know Becky Lynch isn't really fond of him either. I would love to see the man versus <laughs> Logan, but the man is going to be tied up um, for a while because you know Trish Stratus has turned on her. Um, oh, so we'll I don't, talk about that. Yeah, so so I don't I don't know I don't know who Logan Paul's next like opponent would be. I want Logan Paul versus Gunter. Mm. I feel like I feel like Gunter could uh, leave a mark. I. F- would that be while Gunther's still champ or not? Like well, we have the we have the draft coming up, so we don't know where people are going to land yet. I a- ask me after the draft, then I'll tell you maybe a better idea. All right. Well, let me tell you where half of the WWE Raw roster was drafted to <laughs> the airplane, the airport, <laughs> where they did not make their flights because many were That's canceled funny. heading into Monday Night Raw this past week. Uh, yeah, man, this was a weird, weird episode of Raw. It ended up being a pretty entertaining one. Listen, yeah. if you had told me that this past Monday's Raw was the Raw after Mania and like they had to change things because half mm-hmm. the roster came down with food poisoning, I would have yeah. been like, that was an A-plus mm-hmm. show. And instead, we had, you know, what happened on the actual Raw, before, mm-hmm. Raw after Mania. And then what this week produced was actually a million times better with like uh, half the roster unavailable. And, and that's because most of them were the people living in Florida. What the hell was going on in Florida? I don't know. I, I don't know. I know like Mia Yim's based out of Texas. Um, I, I don't know where the rest of them are based out of, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it seems like the people out of Florida are residing in Florida, the, the South, what is it? The South, uh, Southwest, Southeast, North, Southeast and West, <laughs> Northwest. <laughs> East uh, had issues. Um, so obviously they had to change about a third of the script. It looked like, you know, Bianca Belair was not there. Rhea Ripley weren't there. The Street Profits. We saw Matt Riddle and Sami Zayn rushing in at the end, um, which kind of fit. But by the time that the the people got there who were delayed, you know, the show had already arrived. And so they told them that they were, most of them, that they were no longer needed, excluding Sami and Riddle, it looked like. Yeah, it seems like they arrived about two thirds into the show, and then yeah. they realize, oh, we got to use someone. So, uh, <laughs> Zane, Bel Air, Damien Priest, Street Profits, Rhea Ripley, Matt mm-hmm. Riddle. Most of those were largely not used. Uh, we ended up having Balor versus Rey Mysterio, which was a yeah. great match, yeah. but it was not expected to happen. It ended up being uh, ended up being the replacement opener match. It was great, mm-hmm. but obviously Finn Balor's banged up. So there you go. And no LWO because uh, they were also stuck with travel issues. Yeah, they did. You know, they did pretty good. I feel like if they didn't have Cody, though, then the the um, absences would be really noticeable. I think it's a really good point because the promo that Cody cut and we're going to talk about it when we talk about the wrestling shows, uh, he definitely put a put an oomph on this show that needed to be there. So I agree with you. Yeah, no, uh, no word on 
I again, I don't know if Rollins and Becky traveled together. Did we see Rollins on Raw? I don't think so. I feel like he was in a backstage segment. Was he? I don't remember. If he was, I don't remember, honestly. Maybe he was just off TV for the week because they were like, mm, let's not bring attention to what happened last week when we <laughs> brought him out and did nothing with him. Yeah, but especially with the roster. Again, I don't I, I don't recall Rollins being on there. And if it was, it was on a, a show, a, a backstage promo that I don't remember. Nope, he was not on the show. Sorry okay. for the uh, the windows sounds in the background. That was me <laughs> using the find function and finding out that no, Seth Rollins was not on Raw this past week. I'm not going to edit it. That's the best part. I'm just going to yeah, leave it. Yeah, I know. In. Just leave it in. Yeah, that's right. Uh, hey, speaking of leaving it in, Eva Marie wants to be back <laughs> in WWE. <laughs> I could have gone so many places and so much that's worse. true. Thank God we're not sponsored. It would have been much worse. Anyway... She's reflecting on her WWE career mm-hmm. and says the door is always open. She spoke to WrestleZone's Bill Pritchard. Uh, this was a fun interview. Talk to mm-hmm. me about uh, Eva Marie, Natalie Eva Marie, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, she's been doing a lot. She kind of had this mysterious disappearance from WWE after like having a feud slash alliance with Dewdrop, and then obviously got into it with Alexa Bliss. Then she just kind of disappeared but you know she's been doing a lot of stuff outside of wwe since she initially left in what 2016 early 2017 i think she was released so in that time you know she built up her brand um doing a lot of crossfit uh doing a lot of of swimsuit and and modeling and stuff like that i know she was on big brother um and she had signed on to tyr sport um so but a lot of people were wondering if she would ever come back and obviously you know Never say never. She said that the door is open, but uh, it seems like she's pretty comfortable where she is right now. Uh, but again, as they say, never rule out a return. So two things. One, I saw her in that SummerSlam match in 2021 yeah. against Alexa Bliss. Yeah. <laughs> it was a match that certainly happened. However, I have to give Eva Marie all the props in the mm-hmm. world because when the Bray Wyatt return was going on and people yeah. were getting so excited, the QR codes and all the fun stuff. She made so many jokes about being a member of his like new stable. Like at one point I remember she posted, it was a, a TikTok or some short video of her, like saying, if I make this shot into the garbage can, I'm going to join the Wyatt six. And she makes the shot and it immediately shows his, uh, his logo on the screen as if she's joining. <laughs> Uh, it was such silly, ridiculous stuff. But it was just the the um, the responses. Yeah. Something so stupid and silly elicited from fans that yeah. made that so much better. Yeah, I you know she had a she had a I mean she, social media can be a powerful thing and teasing those I feel like draws the eye more to you. And yeah, and in the interview she said that you know she said that they're in constant talks. Um, when she originally left, she said that she was filming her first lead action movie, which is really cool. Um, but the door is always open. And she says, as you alluded to, she said she's always down to cause some trouble and stir some things up. That's for sure. Whether she's in the ring or not. Well, <laughs> someone who's stirring up stuff in the ring <laughs> is Impact Knockout. New yes. Impact Knockout. Toronto's own Jody Threat. Mm-hmm. She she officially joined the Impact roster. She was announced as joining uh, at Impact Sacrifice, Mm -hmm. and then she made her debuts the next night at the tapings. Uh, She actually faced another uh, another Taylor. I love Taylor. (laughs) Yes, she was known as Tara Rising on the episode, and I had a good laugh. But yes, Taylor Rising was the opponent. However, Jody Thread is the real star of the show here. Mm -hmm. She is the newest Impact knockout. I don't know what it is with redheads in Impact Wrestling, but mm-hmm. they love signing them and they're doing a great job with it. Uh, Jody Thread had an interview with Ring the Bell, which is great because Jody doesn't do a lot of uh, a yeah. lot of press. She's um, I'm not going to speak for her, but she's often a little more soft spoken, a little more shy. So I think this was a really, really fun interview that she did with Ring the Bell. Talk to me about Jody Threat in Impact Wrestling. I know the it, you know it's funny. She's the wild child, which makes that even more 
ironic but you know on-screen characters are a lot different than real life sometimes um but like she said it's an exciting opportunity and she said that it's her first ever contract which makes it even sweeter she said i feel so lucky being a canadian it's very hard to get eyes on them and get those reps in and kind of get your name out there so she said that she's just feeling so ecstatic and lucky to have been chosen to perform and get signed at this level with the locker room that has decided to invest in her you know a lot of people have been invested in her in her like throughout the indies her aew appearances um but it's nice that you know she's she's getting a contract and she's getting an opportunity on a grander scale but i i kind of need a fatal four-way of the redheads it kylan king is technically kind of a redhead i would say too but i need that masha killer kelly jody threat kylan fatal four-way to be honest oh let's go winner, <laughs> winner becomes the impact knockouts redhead champion right <laughs> I'm down with it. Uh, there was a spot in that match with Tara Rising where Tara uh, Taylor, as we mostly know her, <laughs> yes. uh, slaps Jody Thread across the face, and Jody gives that look like she liked it. And I immediately said, yeah. "Oh, her and Killer Kelly are either yeah. gonna be the best match or the best tag team." Mm. I mean. Excited. Taylor, other Taylor Wilde and Killer Kelly broke up, and now Kylan. Oh, we need that because Kylan and Taylor Wilde are now. I'm just saying, like that's made right there. Hmm. I'm down with that. Let's go. <laughs> Here we are. You see, look at this. We're booking Impact Wrestling, and they've got a show on Sunday. Yeah, Scott Demore. <laughs> I will talk to my dad, Scott Demore. If you know the joke, you know the yeah, joke. Yeah. Anyway, let's 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 move on. We passed the news. We've gotten through it. I'm very mm. excited, by the way. Just going back to Jody Threat for two seconds. I do have to mm. say personally that I have had the pleasure of watching her work on the MDs in Toronto mm-hmm. for the last few years. Um, got to see Sean Ross Sapp get introduced to her and mm-hmm. really, you know, put himself behind her as well. But every time I see Jody, not only is she uh, just a wonderful wrestler, but also a wonderful human. She's very kind, very sweet. I I, I don't have a negative thing to say about her. So I'm, I'm very excited for her, especially as someone who covers Impact Wrestling and gets to watch the show every week mm-hmm. and talk about it. She's someone that uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch her career continue to flourish. So it's good stuff. Me too. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw. <clears throat> Let's open with Cody's promo, shall we? I know it wasn't the first thing on the show. Yeah. But I think it was probably one of the top news items coming out of the show. What do we think? Cody came out, had a, a plenty to say about his loss at WrestleMania, taking responsibility despite the fact that he was the one who was cheated on, and yes. then challenging Brock Lesnar to a match at what he called WrestleMania Backlash. We still don't know if that's the actual name of the show, but it's mm-hmm. certainly Backlash. What do we think of the Cody promo personally? Yeah, I've been seeing um, some social media buzz about it, about he was kind of like apologizing that he that he lost, but more being kind of more fixated on that than the fact that kind of Roman Reigns cheated, um, if that makes sense. Um, You know, I feel like it was just kind of just to fill time. The most I really took out of it was him challenging Brock Lesnar. Um, To me, that was the most exciting part about it, because, again, that's a matchup. I don't think I don't think as it happened before. I'd have to double check, but I don't think that when Brock came back in 2012 that he ever faced Cody. Oh, I'd if be he, surprised. And if he did, it obviously wasn't that memorable. Um, but obviously now, you know, Cody has grown his stock, grown his career. I'm I'm excited for that match. If Roman Reigns isn't going to defend his championship, which he probably won't until after King of the Ring, um, this is kind of a nice lead off for Cody until maybe him and Roman come back together. They have to come back together at some point. Um, but this is going to be a cool feud um, in the meantime. Yeah, I'm I'm looking to see what goes on next with the king of the ring mm-hmm. event i'm pretty sure that brock and roman will be there i assume cody will also go to saudi arabia but mm-hmm. uh, who knows that being said going back the only time that these two men have been anywhere near each other in a ring rumble this past rumble and the 2016 oh, yeah. royal rumble yeah. but i doubt they were even in the ring at the same time there either oh yeah that's true and um, brock brock was far eliminated um, before Cody even entered this year's Rumble, yeah, That's because right. because Bobby Lashley eliminated Brock pretty quickly. Yeah, so this is listen, this is a great great program that they're about to embark <clears throat> on. I've said this on other shows. Imagine if we were doing this with Brock as the number one contender for the World Championship held by mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes. 
I mean, I would have loved that, but unfortunately, that's not the case. No, it's not. And you know what? We'll move on just because as good as it can be, we have new women's tag champions. Yes, yes. That's what happens in WWE. The women's tag championships are the hot potato. And so we have new tag team champions. Their names are Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Raquel, by the way, sporting the uh, the cup. The, look the yeah. <laughs> oh, good for her. But the, really the story here is Trish Stratus. Mm-hmm. Lita gets laid out earlier in the evening and Trish mm-hmm. decides that she's going to be the one to team up with Becky Lynch as the women's champion tag champions to take on that team of Morgan and Raquel. And then Trish turns on Becky after Trish takes the fall. Liv Morgan had rolled her up. What do we think? I mean, this has been talked about for a while. Now we have about four months, if the reporting is yeah. true, that Trish and Becky will happen at SummerSlam all the way August 5th. Yeah, I saw that. How do we feel? This is a, a big moment for Trish and for Becky as well. Uh, what do you think of this setup for this? You know, I was here behind the idea of Trish Stratus like being a heel again, absolutely, because it's been a long time. But the execution of it was just so weird. Like, I don't think that you necessarily needed to take out Lita especially when you had a show where, you know, talent where you're kind of shorthanded on talent. I'm like, okay. Um, I get why they did it. Um, but I felt like they, you know, Trish could have just been at ringside, Becky and Lita wrestled, defend their titles. And Trish just interferes and maybe takes out Lita at ringside while the match is going on instead of taking her out beforehand so for me the execution was just a little weird like we were all all anticipating it literally everybody was um and then trish came out you know you saw it in her face that she looked pissed so that's when we all knew but the execution for me was just kind of like weird like i'm excited to see what this feud does going forward but the execution of the heel turn itself was just strange (laughs) i'm looking forward to some really really good promos maybe some yeah ones I would have maybe waited a few weeks to turn Trish. Mm-hmm. Maybe had Lita not known who took her out until later on. Have Lita and Becky defend those tag titles a couple more times as yeah. champions. Mm-hmm. Have Trish cost them. And then Trish does the turn. Say, Lita, I took you out. Becky, you're next. Set up Trish versus Lita in Saudi Arabia. Because it looks like it looks like we might go there first. Mm-hmm since we have the time or you could do it at backlash because backlash is a month away. So that's a good start to the setup and have Becky and Lita's corner. There, there are little twists and turns along the way. Clearly Lita's going to be involved, but the turn to me felt like we could have waited a few more weeks. To get yeah. And maybe a little less, a little less obvious, even though we all saw it coming. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe thought, Let's just pull off the bandaid now and start working on <laughs> yeah. getting Trish that heat. Yeah. So I, Yeah. Again, I mean, it all became very obvious. You know what's funny, too, is they played that exclusive clip on Twitter before they even played it on Raw. (laughs) So all of us that were on social media were like, oh, Trish is turning tonight. Yeah, they've done that a few times where they've suddenly Mm -hmm. like put that out there and we're like, oh, okay, so that's what's happening. Sure, why not? Anyway, let's move on. Uh, EO Sky is the number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship. She defeated Michi Mia Yim and Piper Niven in a triple mm-hmm. threat. Originally, it was going to be Bailey in EO's position. Yes. But when presented with the opportunity, EO and Dakota Kai said, no, no, you've, you've screwed up enough for us. We want a shot. And so EO got the shot. EO got the win. This is a really interesting story now with damage control maybe fracturing themselves. What do you think? Uh, the so the the seeds seem to be sown for the damage control kind of fallout happening here. Bailey's face too. People showed a clip of Bailey kind of smile. What was it? Bailey smiling when Eo was getting beat up or having some some weird facial expression. Um, I, uh, it was just weird that whole thing. You know, Bailey went in there, but I'm surprised Bailey didn't really give up a fight about how she wanted the spot or why she deserved it. Um, and then they kind of just prompted her. I mean, I get that they would want a single shot Dakota and EO. I'm excited for EO and Bianca. That's going to be a freaking banger. But again, the booking to me was kind of strange in the lead up. Do you do EO versus Bianca at backlash or do you do it on raw in a few weeks? So I, it was pointed out to me today that, um, Bianca, if Bianca goes into backlash as champ, she'll be tied with Becky for the record of the longest Raw Women's Championship reign oh, that's going into that day. Um, 
I haven't fact checked it myself, but I was told that today. So if like she beats EO, then she holds the record. Then um, I think holding it at backlash with those stakes, then would raise it even higher and elevate that match even more. So I would say do it at backlash. Yeah. And it just, you can tell more stories in yeah. that point and also get EO a few more wins to make yeah. it even more credible as a number one contender. So we'll see that. We talked about the travel woes, so many last minute changes and uh, Riddle and Sammy making the save at the very last minute mm-hmm. after KO had gotten beaten by Solo Sokoa. Then the Usos are beating down KO. Outcome Riddle and Sammy. What do you think? Are we going to, this match feels like one of the backlash main events, uh, but that's another six man tag with the presumed oh, Ray man. Bad Bunny and Legato mm. Escobar versus Dominic, uh, well, Judgment Day, Dominic Finn yeah. and Damian Priest. I could also just see them doing Solo versus Riddle and then the Usos in Solo's corner, corner and Sammy and Kevin in Riddle's corner. I don't hate that. I, I would like them to close out the Riddle and Solo story yeah. from six months ago since Solo was the one who took out Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, KO and Sammy versus the Usos in another tag team championship. Yeah, rematch. Yeah. If that's the only rematch coming out of WrestleMania, I guess I'm okay with it. I just, I don't know, man. It was such a good match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Why do we need to run it back right away? Um, Because Cody Rhodes accidentally called the pay-per-view WrestleMania backlash. <laughs> We're finishing Cody Rhodes' story. <laughs> he did. I noticed that. I was like, oh. <laughs> Well, that's most of what we want to talk about from Raw. Let's talk about AEW real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, tonight, Jericho versus Keith Lee. Keith Lee found, him, found himself, I should say, back on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jericho and Lee really just feels like an option for Swerve to come back into the fray, doesn't it? Does it? I mean... Not with his new start. allegiance with the, the embassy. Yeah, well, if not that, at least Brian Cage will take out Keith Lee, and we're mm. eventually going to get to swerving Keith Lee at double or nothing. Yeah. It has to. We can't keep pussyfooting around this. <laughs> we can't. Like, everyone's waiting for it. True. And it's not like the match is so hotly contested that it needs to, like, not happen. It needs True. to happen. But either way, Jericho and Keith Lee, it'll be fine. I don't expect mm-hmm. much out of it. Honestly, if anything, I expect Adam Cole, Bay Bay, to get involved, and then uh, you can have Brian Cage get involved for with Keith Lee. Hmm. Either way. Interesting. Darby and Swerve, that's another good one. That's going to be a hot match. They yeah. have really, really good contests, those two do. I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, how do you feel about Darby and Swerve? Another chapter in AEW. I feel like those are two of the more kind of fast-paced superstars. Um, again, though, does, like, this, does the Swerve element, does Keith Lee come into this match? If Swerve doesn't get involved in Jericho, it depends on the placement of each match on the card, obviously. But if Swerve doesn't get involved in Keith Lee and Jericho, does Keith Lee get involved in this match? Who gets involved on Starby's side? Does he keep getting his ass yeah. until someone comes to his aid? <laughs> like Sting? I mean, it's been rumored that Sting's like coming back, right? I mean, he's gotta be. Yeah. I assume that they're gonna do something at all in. Mm-hmm in the UK with Darby and Sting because that's a big draw right there. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes. FTR, the new tag champions. Yes. They won the titles last week. They've re-signed with AEW. We talked about it on the show. It was almost certain. What? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> how do we feel about FTR back with AEW? Did you think for any moment that they'd be back to WWE? Mm, not really, to be honest. You know, I mean, if I would have said if this was like, you know, late last year before Vince McMahon came back, then I would say yes, that there was a chance. But um, with Vince now in control, it's just so unpredictable. And they did an interview recently. I forget who it was with, um, but they were talking about the kind of the differences in their relationship with uh, Tony Khan and Vince. And they just said that they Tony Khan gets them and understands them more as humans and as performers. And AEW feels like their home and kind of the place where they can blossom and grow themselves and also maintain a healthy schedule because Dax is, you know, Dax is, is a father. So for them, I felt like that made the most sense. Um, but obviously they did uh, acknowledge that they do have unfinished business in WWE, but I don't blame them because WWE is just so uncertain right now with all the Vince creative stuff going on. So they're in AEW and they're happy. It seems. And on top of it, there's a merger that's currently going yes, on. Yes, so yes. I get it. There's, there's a tightening of purse strings for the foreseeable future in, in WWE, and that's fine. FTR in AEW in a 
a tag team division that is in need of a little bit of mm-hmm. uh, TLC, FTR are probably the right choice <laughs> for that. And then finally tonight, worth noting, Riho teams up with Sky Blue, who is graphic official yes. as of this past Friday. She's going to team up with Riho, as I said, to take on Tony Storm and Ruby Soho, the outsiders. I assume Soraya will be also at ringside. Uh, and I maybe we'll see. Uh, no, technically, oh. if, if Soraya or sorry, I would think that maybe Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker might also be at ringside for Sky Blue and Riho and then make it four on three. Mm. Yeah, but that's a very Baby, that's not a babyface trope. That's a, a heel trope. Is to do the. Uh, that's the true, numbers. but they would even the they would even the they would actually maximize the score, outweigh the score. Yeah, but you can't do that. You're the good guys. You have a moral so, compass. Yeah, to- but if Soraya, if they come down, if if Soraya comes down and helps beat up Riho and Sky, then Jamie and Britt can save the day. I mean, I'm not against it. I'm just saying. <laughs> Traditional wrestling trope dictates that you don't do that. We'll see what happens. Maybe they don't want to be as predictable or. <laughs> Or maybe as predictable, I mean. I'm I'm putting this out into the ether. (laughs) I've said this once before, but I'll say it on this show because I think I said it maybe on a Wrestling Observer show. Mm -hmm. But Sky Blue being graphic official, getting a lot more time on Mm -hmm. TV as we march towards what could be a women's blood and guts match. Mm -hmm. I had originally said that this would be the turn for Britt Baker, costing her team the match and Jamie Hayter basically losing the match getting to Jamie Hader versus Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. I think we can still do that, but I actually think sky blue is going to eventually win the match for her team. Cause they are really strapped oh, in the rocket to her. Yeah. They're putting a lot of TV time investment. Mm-hmm. They're giving her the graphic. They're They're putting a lot behind her. I wouldn't be surprised if sky blue, if, and when they do women's blood and guts, she gets the win. Green feel- means blue, red means blue, green means blue. All signs point to blue. <laughs> Okay, I don't know if that color theory, your color theory, really works out there, all. but I'll go with it. <laughs> it did not go. Nope, just totally failed. We'll just move past it. Just keep talking. Go away. Okay, okay. Bye. <laughs> I'm out. Just kidding. <laughs> no. So, yeah, what do, what do you think of Sky Blue maybe being the winner of uh, a potential blood and guts match for the women? I think it would definitely mark, uh, like, propel her career, definitely. Um, but we've also seen many times it seemed like they were going to invest in somebody and then they just flop and then they disappear from television. So I also have that again, you're talking about tropes. It's kind of a a jaded, uh, pattern that we've seen several times before. Yeah. That's a really good point. I, it really comes down to what you do after you give them the moment. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes. But uh, tonight that tag match between Riho Sky and Tony and Ruby will be a lot of fun. To Rio watch. Sky is a great name. By the I way. know. I'm going to work on mm. a wrestler called her called Rio Sky. I like that name. Rito Rito Sky. No. Anyway, uh, let's talk NXT before we get out of here. Braun Breaker cuts a heel promo. He is wearing all black, so clearly he's very much the bad guy. Goes after Chase <laughs> U during their MVP ceremony for Duke Hudson. Says uh, the NXT Championship was a curse, mm-hmm. and the fans suck. And Duke Hudson, you can have my spot. Well, Duke Hudson protected his trophy. That's all that matters. That's <laughs> but, all that matters. Poor. <laughs> and then Chase eats a spear. Yeah. yeah. Andre Chase eats a spear. Thea Hale is the living embodiment of cocaine, and she's yeah. just like, freaking out. I don't know. What do you think of Brown Breaker the heel? I, I personally, I'm for it. I think it's mm-hmm. time. But uh, how do you feel so far? First, begin. No, like like I said several times, I wanted to see what Braun Breaker could do without a championship, and I feel like the heel route is keeping keeping people on their toes and a real refresher to his whole NXT trajectory and career. So I I'm on board for a Braun Breaker heel turn. I feel like it was much needed. It gave him a real refresher. He had done all that he really could do as NXT champion. So it's time for a new chapter challenge him um see what he can do and they're already starting to plant the seeds with it now i like this more edgy braun breaker breaker hayes in lowell massachusetts at battleground what do you think um you know we were talking about i I think i was talking about with you you know even if uh breaker lost we thought maybe he could do a few matches to tie kind of tie up some loose ends in, in nxt i think you know uh you know, Hayes, I mean, doesn't next month, they still already, is it, doesn't Grayson Waller already have a title shot before that? 
So Grayson Waller won the number one contendership yeah. that we talked about. He faces Carmelo Hayes at spring break in on April 25th, yeah. so two weeks on NXT TV. Okay. So they have that match beforehand. I don't think Waller's going to win that anyways. No. Um, and, then, and then the, uh, the, the, sorry, the battleground pay-per-view is May. a month later. In yeah. May. I think it's late so, May. It's the same I mean, or nothing. It's possible that it could change that Waller walks in, but they wouldn't do heel on heel with that. Um, but I think this is going to kind of, it might be the, the end for Braun Breaker in NXT. It might not. Um, but how do you protect him if he, if he still loses? I feel like if he does lose, that's just going to make him even angrier. And, you know, you can use that anger to kind of feed kind of like Austin theory did on the main roster. You know, he had, he had lost like everything, but he used that to feed into his career and his character and kind of drive him to be more successful. This feels like the final chapters for Bromberg. Yeah. He does this heel thing. I could see him moving up to the main roster as a heel. I think he should, quite honestly. But uh, this is him trying to experiment and figure out what works yeah. to get him ready for that. Uh, speaking of showcasing young talent and getting them ready for main roster, Tiffany Stratton and Saul Ruka had a very yeah. good match together. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was perfect because it's developmental. Nothing mm-hmm. is perfect. But, you know... These are two women in very Mm -hmm. different periods of their career. You've got Tiffany Stratton, who has come a very, very long way in a very short amount of time. And arguably, Saul Rook has done the same, but her Mm -hmm. timing has been uh, a little less on NXT so far. What do you think of this match between Stratton and Ruka? Um, So admittedly, I have not seen it yet, but I've seen a lot of... uh, praise but also um constructive criticism i've watched a lot of their tiktok content and both of them obviously sol ruka seems to have like a, a gymnastics background and you know she she's very athletic very flexible very just exciting and exhilarating in the ring but tiffany stratton is pretty athletic herself um so i think this was a good showcase and they kind of have a real life uh, I don't know if it's real life, but they have a social media feud at least going on, it seems. So I feel like that kind of fed into it as well. Um, Like you said, it obviously wasn't perfect, but to kind of have those two talents who are arguably like some of the greatest athletes, I would say, besides maybe a Casey Catanzaro, um, Katana Chance on the NXT roster, I feel like that's a good start. It livens up the crowd a bit. It does, and it also gives them a taste of what's coming up in the women's division yeah. in NXT. This is good. This is this is good to have, and it's good to showcase these these talent whenever you can. And on top of that, you know, here's another woman who who got a chance and made yeah. it, made her best uh, work with it was Gigi Dolan. Yes, I'm not the biggest Gigi Dolan fan, but I did enjoy the promo that she cut where they went out yeah. into the field. They went and they showed off a house. Mm-hmm. She said, this is my old house. It's a very, it's an old dilapidated house that's been condemned. And she basically said, you know, I'm not going back to this life. This is where I moved out. This is where I moved on. My brother and I went further and now I'm in NXT because I want to make a statement. The yeah. good things you say is as a baby face, how do you feel about Gigi Dolan and her, her face mentality in NXT? You know, I don't know. There there really isn't too many characters in WWE unless it's like the demented characters. Um, like like I don't know, like a like a Bray Wyatt that had this like aloof background kind of country backwoods. We do, we don't get that a lot of the time. Um, so for me it's it's I, I don't recall any, especially any diva with any or female superstar with a background story quite like that. So I think it's new territory for NXT, but it, you know, it's an attempt to kind of make it more relatable for people in the audience, you know? Um, and so I think a lot of people might be able to relate to that if they've had a, a troubled childhood or a troubled background or, you know, family issues and stuff like that. Um, it definitely gets sympathy points for Gigi Dolan and kind of her story arc it's it would be kind of a full circle moment if they're going to invest in her going forward after all this you know tragic sad background if she can reach climb that mountain to glory sometime in the future obviously she has some obstacles to get through first aka jc jane once she returns but i feel like this is the start of a good push for her and then maybe one day she'll reach that pinnacle and kind of have that story get that true redemption and triumph for herself Exactly. And I'm looking forward to how they play off the end of the uh, 
the JC Jane versus Gigi Dolan yeah. story. Because once those two kind of split up, I really still think that they're going to do a last woman standing match. I do. And it makes the most mm-hmm. sense to me. That being said, you know, Gigi Dolan winning and moving on, maybe finding yourself in the women's championship race in the next few months is a good place to be, especially with uh, a very talented JC Jane to yeah. work with to begin. We'll see where it goes. And then finally from NXT, Grayson Walla, mm-hmm. the Aussie sensation. Is the number one contender. He's yeah. going to face Carmelo Hayes at spring break and on April 25th. Uh, this is a pretty inoffensive match. I do enjoy the fact that getting into this match, Waller went on social media and said, Hey, dickheads, I may have lost the last match I had, but it was an unsanctioned match. The rest of my record speaks for itself. I love it when he reminds people that he's he's fine. He's He deserves to be here. What do you yeah. think, Grayson Waller being number one contender? <clears throat> Um, well, he a little bit counters the point I was going to make. Um, you know, I think he's somebody who is so deserving of a championship and fully capable of it. Does he necessarily need it? No, I don't think so. Um, but I'm just afraid because I don't expect him to win this match. Like, is it going to like hurt his momentum because in every championship opportunity that he's had, whether it's for the North American championship or the NXT championship, he's lost. He's never been able to cash in on the big one when it mattered most. And like you said, we were kind of just glossing over it earlier, just assuming that it's going to be Carmelo and Braun Breaker at the end of May, just kind of glossing over Grayson Waller, which is sad, but I I think it is the reality. I'm just afraid. I think it's going to be a good match and a good story, but I'm afraid it's just going to hurt his momentum. And he deserves, he's so talented, man. He's the kind of guy though, who can lose a match and not be terribly affected by it. Okay. So we'll see. Cause Grayson Waller, I think he's primed for main roster. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's ready. I'm ready. I'm ready too. And I'm ready to get out of here because we cleared it. We did the run sheet. We did it all. Woo! <laughs> Ella J, tell the people where they can find you and plug the stuff. You can find me on Twitter at it's Ella J. If you go to the link in my bio, uh, you can find all my links to all my podcasts and projects all in one place. And I recently changed my Instagram at, which hurt me, um, but I kind of wanted to make things more universal. Um, so you can find me at underscore it's Ella J on Instagram. <laughs> Why couldn't you get the original It's Ella J? Because somebody took it. My God, that sounds <laughs> awful. Let's find I out know. who took it. I'm going to look right now. Her name is Daniela. I know. I know. And it's, <laughs> and a, it's a private account. account. She has a lot of followers, though. So I give know. that. So, you know, maybe she deserves it. You should reach out to her and be like, hey, I'll give you five bucks for it. <laughs> no. No, maybe not. I am at Joel Pearl. I am all over Fightful. I do a lot of other stuff. We do the run sheet here every single Wednesday and we drop it just in time for you to enjoy it with dinner or just enjoy it whenever. Tell your friends about us. Follow us at the run sheet pod. Once again, at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. <laughs>